I'm just so excited for the big day. Oh, I know. I can't wait. It's going to be so wonderful. So let's let's check off the list. We've got uh, we've got some things that we we're going to watch. Yeah, yeah, we're going to watch those things. And then we've got uh, some things we're going to play. Oh, I, I, that's my favourite bit. I can't wait. After that, we're heading over to the DJ for some things we've listened to. Oh, wonderful. Yes, and and it's all the better. Because, you know, it's two queer trans ladies oh. having a really wonderful, silly time together. Oh, I just can't wait. It's going to be such a magical day. Wedding of the century. I now pronounce you queer and pleasant strangers. Strangers Queer and Pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet. And welcome to Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's that podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about our weeks and have a bit of a giggle and our catch up and some skits and some voices. How are you doing this week? Um, I'm recovering. Yeah. <laughs> It's been a great weekend, but a long weekend. It's a lot of weekend. We went to CoxCon in Telford, mm. which is a Convention that somewhat loosely revolves around Jesse Cox, who is a YouTuber. Um, various YouTube people are there. It's an opportunity to see lots of people that we don't otherwise see. And how did you get on with it? Um, it was a lot. Yeah. I was quite tired for most of it. We were doing a lot of late nights followed by required early mornings. Yep. <laughs> um, and and uh, there was about three and a half hours on Sunday when I just constantly wanted to cry. But after that, it got better. I'm, I'm sorry. It you... was a lot socially. Yeah, it it was. It was lovely. But the thing about CoxCon is it is very much a, okay, the panels have finished. Time to social the evening away. And I'm glad that we did because oh. we came away with some new uh, some new things we've played that we'll we talk did. about in a bit. We met some lovely um, people. Indeed. Uh, we, 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 we met at least a couple of Quips listeners. We did. Including one who we sat and got drunk with and had a lovely time in, in the oh. evening with. That was lovely. Yeah. Oh, I very much enjoyed that. Indeed. You know who you are. Yes. But uh, where should we start this week? Uh, well, it's traditional that we start with things we've played. Indeed. Should we talk about the things we played while we were at Coxcon first. Yes. Why don't you tell us about your big one? Oh, the one that I've I've gone and bought since Coxcon. Uh, that wasn't the one I was thinking of, but let's hear oh. about that one. Well, which one did you? Th- were you thinking? Your your pocketed mans. Ah, well, we'll get to the pocketed mans in a minute. Um, so we played a game called Drop Mix at yeah. uh, Coxcon. Thank you, Posh Cat. Thank you very much, Posh Cat, for uh, for for bringing that along. Basically, it's it's you've got a board that has slots for, like, five playing card size slots. And they're all NFC readers, and you pair it with your phone via Bluetooth, and you've got these cards that are NFC chips, and they're all things like, here is the vocal line to this song, or the drum line to a different song, or the bass line to a different song. And you basically play a card game against each other, trying to get higher point values than the other person, all the while changing the song that's playing through your phone speakers or, you know, if you've got a Bluetooth speaker connected. Hmm. And you're, like, dynamically making new remixes of songs. Okay. Um, how did you find it when we played it at CoxCon? Um, it was a bit difficult, a lot with directional sound, because there was a yes. lot of people there. There was a lot of other noise and we couldn't turn the music up too loud because we were indoors. Yes. 
Um, um, and you know, other people were also having trying to have conversations well, in a very it. narrow room. It, so we we had to keep our noise down, but uh... kept it within reasonable parameters. And and yes, it was a good volume. I liked it. I had a lot of fun. Um, we played versus mode, um, yeah. but there is a freestyle mode, and I would like to try that at some point. Um, just sit there and just zone out playing with. Honestly, stuff. freestyle mode is the one I've been enjoying because, like, after having fun with it. Um, I found a cheap copy online for about 30 quid that came with about 80 of these music cards, and the, 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 I'll say up front, if you buy them at retail price, these music cards are kind of expensive. They're about five for five pounds. Yeah, which is not great, because that's not five songs, that's five bits of song. Yeah. Um, but like, if you look on eBay, you can find them going cheap, you can find people trying to ditch second-hand copies, um, so like... I, I got, like, the base 60 cards that come with it, plus an extra 20 cards for, like, 30 quid. Which is much more reasonable than the £120 they tried to charge when it came out. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. Um, But no, like, I sat around today a bit in my office and just played around with, with freestyle mode, oh. and I came up with at least two mixes that I was pretty proud of. Um, I think I'm going to try and insert a bit of music in here that I uh, did.
So yeah, that is some music I made by putting cards down on a board. It's very good. It's, it's very fun. Um, I made a little deck of cards I've been enjoying. Mm-hmm. I've got um, Sears Chandelier, the vocal line. I quite like uh, the vocal line to Outcast and Miss Jackson. Uh, we've got some It's Tricky, which you may have just heard. Uh, what's some good stuff I've got in here that I've been enjoying? Um, some Imagine Dragons. Uh, some LMFAO, I'm Sexy and I Know It, which has a good uh, beat to it. There's these rainbow cards yes. we haven't talked about. They change the BPM and the key of the song to make them sound like a different song. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could be making a track that has, like, the vocals from Evanescence's Bring Me to Life, and suddenly it's now the tempo and key of Disturbed's Down with the Sickness. Nice. And it's just really fun to mess around with sounds mm. and to see what works. Because, like, I love the idea of making music, and I just don't have skills at making music. It feels like automated EJ. Yeah. With, like pop song samples. Yeah, like here's the thing, like I'm sure I probably could do this manually by getting a you know, a, a program and uh isolating the vocal line from a track and you know, changing its BPM to match it to something else. And I could probably do a long way round to to do something oh. like this. But this is just a much quicker way to jump in and instantly go, Does that sound right? No, okay, mess around with it, do this, do that. There we go, got something I'm happy with. Hmm. Um, and who knows, it might get me invested enough to be like, maybe I'll try and do this a bit more. I like learn how to do this properly. Well, I mean, you've got your cork thing you can go in and... Exactly. Like, a bit more with. I've, I've been playing around with, like, the thing that I like the idea of is using these to find a BPM and, like, a rhythm that works and then trying to do something on top of it and then, like, yeah. okay, once I've worked out a vocal that I like, I can then, you know, replace that with something at the right BPM that I've made myself. And also, once you've got an idea about how you can... how you're laying things out by being able to take those yeah. bits of the song apart, it's like, to go, I just want to know how to make a bass line that sounds like this. I might use a slightly different instrument. I might use slightly different timing. But at yeah. that point... I've, uh, what do you call it? Re- I've reverse engineered it. Yeah, you can take away all the cards other than one and go. I liked that sound, that mix. How did that baseline work? Yeah. And then just listen. It, it's easier than trying to pick it out of a full song, is you can mm. just isolate it and go. What was that doing that I liked? Yeah, and as someone who gets quite overwhelmed by sound quite easily, yeah, I find it like nice that you can go through and and listen to just those yeah. parts. It's something I found when learning guitar, like. Being able to go, that is just the guitar bit of yeah. this track. What, one thing I really like about this is you can export like minute and a half long uh, previews of your mixes, mm-hmm. and in those previews, it will it doesn't just do the whole mix. It put it builds the mix one instrument at a time. Mm-hmm. So even watching back a, a recording, it goes here's one, now here a Slayer, another thing in, now another, now another. There you go. That's the track. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's I I I am excited to mess around with it in freestyle mode, mm. even outside of the actual game aspect of it. Yeah. Uh what have you played this week? Uh well I've played some Darkest Dungeon. Oh how'd that go? I'm not terribly well. Um I'm still at that sort of early stage of the game where it's there's not much chance of survival for any way anyone, so basically just drive them to the point of insanity and <laughs> and and then just replace them with new people. Don't be too it's precious. A, it's all very mercenary at the beginning. Well yeah. You at the start of that game you cannot be precious about your people. No, you don't want to go naming like the first ten or twenty. 
<laughs> Which sounds horrible, but it's like, just the reality. That's though. the reality of that game. The first heroes to come to this town really screwed. Yeah, they were not ready for what was to come. No, but um, like I'm starting to unlock things now, and and hopefully I'll be able to sort of start leveling up or or start with uh, better leveled characters. Yeah. So and hopefully with that I will be able to actually start to progress through the game a bit rather than just going, yeah, I'm still on first few levels but <laughs> I do like the art style for it. Although it is quite bleak. It does set yeah. off a alarm. You have to just sort of be okay with a bit of a grim dark start. Yeah. And I mean and a grim dark middle and a grim dark end. Yeah. Well it's slightly less grim dark during the bits where it's like, aha, we are overcoming the, the horrors and everything's Oh, oh no, it got bad again. We went into the actual darkest dungeon of of the title. Indeed. And and the people that we had actually bothered naming and keeping alive and levelling up. Yeah, they're all gone in one fell swoop and everything's back to square one. Boy! Boy! Hopefully you unlocked a few things in town. Yeah! Hmm... Oh goodness. Yeah, I, I love Darkest Dungeon. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's, quite, it's, one, it's quite tinkery. Yes. Um, I also found the controls a lot easier to manage on PC than I had on Switch. Yeah. I remember at the time just thinking a lot of this would be better served by being able to click on it. Yeah, or even just touchscreen support. Yeah. I mean, I think it might have it, but I mostly played it in dock mode. Ah, uh, yes. <sighs> yeah, you got any others? Oh, I played another one at Coxcon. I'm currently on the lookout for a nice cheap copy of. Mm-hmm. I played some... Pokemon Master Trainer, oh. which is a 90s Pokemon board game. Yes. Uh, the, the general idea is pretty pretty simple. You have a board that's basically laid out like the, the map of the Gen 1 Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. You have a bunch of... A bunch of the spaces have tokens on that are Pokemon. Mm-hmm. If you land on one of those spaces, you turn it over. If it's a weak thing, you'll have like three different numbers on a dice that could get you to catch it. So like three, four, or five might be a successful catch. Mm-hmm. Much more difficult stuff like legendaries, it's six. You've got to roll a six or you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other types of spaces are either events that will do random things that might trigger you having to do a battle with another player or a trade or a legendary Pokemon encounter or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there are items you can get that will help you in battle or revive your Pokemon and these kind of things. Yeah, And it's basically... Run around the board trying to get a a bunch of Pokemon, deciding whether you want a bunch of uh, weaker ones or stronger ones. Mm -hmm. If it's one that has, like, multiple evolutions, you get big bonuses for having, like, all the stages of it. Oh, yeah. Um, And then when you think you have a strong enough team, go and head to try and fight your rival who will fucking kick your ass. Okay. Um, And the whole game is really simple and very quick in its turn order. It Mm -hmm. is roll the six-sided dice to... Find out how many steps you can move up to. Pick your direction and go there. If it's a Pokemon, roll the dice again to see if you caught it. If it's an event, you roll a dice to see how you did compared to the other person. Next person's turn. And when the Pokemon first come out, they're all face down? Yes, and if you fail to catch one, it gets left face up. So like someone can go, ooh, I need that that thing, I'm going to head that direction. Um... It's a really simple and quick-paced game, but, like, it got real competitive real fast. Um, yeah, by the time I 
sort of got over to it. I was like, I'm thinking about heading to bed soon. And it's like, haven't you finished? I was like, wow, some of you were literally screaming. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, you know those board games where like, everyone ultimately has a great time and like, you know, is closer as people because of it. But at the time, it's a lot of, fuck oh, you. fuck you. Oh, fuck you. Um, I, I, the example was one of our players was the only person who ever got the chance to go after legendaries. They kept drawing the event cards that go, hey, go fight a legendary. And every time they managed to catch their legendary and they gloated about it because they're like, I'm getting all the legendaries. So we then realised we could force them into a trade and we're like, ah, it's force trade. I get to pick what I receive. I'm taking your legendary. Oh, I got one of those cards. I'm taking your legendary. It was just like, why are you taking all my legendaries? It's like, well, because you, you fucking gloated when you won them all. We're going to take joy in this. Don't take joy. You're here <laughs> at the Pokemon Centre. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. It's it it's very, fr- but that it's because it has such quick turn order and things can flip on a on the turn of a hat so much. Mm. Like it gets real competitive because one minute you can be winning and the next it's like I'm losing and I hate everyone. Oh no, I ha- I love this game. I'm winning again. <laughs> It looked like a lot of fun, and like I understood pretty quickly what was going on. Yeah, you did seem to be checking the rules a lot for certain things. But... Uh, that's because none of us read the rule book before we started. <laughs> um, but we had one person who owned the game who sort of explained it to us, and then we kept coming up to new things. Going, he did not explain this to us. Mm. Um, let's just check the rules. It was basically just, can we clarify what this wording means mm. or what the by the book ruling on this is? Yeah. But none of it was ever particularly complicated. It was, there's some ambiguity. What does the book say? What does the book say? <laughs> says some, turn, words are, some, says some words about the, the game. Uh, what about you? What did you play this week? I've got to go hands-on with, uh, with, uh, with Ember. Ember? Ember, the firefighting unsimulator. The, uh, the, the, hey, this is Uber, but for firefighters. Y- yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, it's described as being set in an alt reality, a, a, a hyper capitalist alt reality. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the like the the concept of it is kind of gross. You're uh, basically a, a volunteer, aged eighteen to eighty five, and you can and you get your you you rent your equipment. So like hoses, ladders, a fire axe to break down doors and break beams because. The fire spreads, beams fall, ceilings fall in. It's uh it gets a bit brutal. Yeah. F- yeah. It uh, seems like one of those physics sandboxy sort of I think there is an aspect of that, certainly yeah. with like the beams falling and things and obviously the house I guess has a certain amount of HP. And, cl- and clearly you're not like trained to be a firefighter, you are No. In your case, 85-year-old lady who was like, I've got no pension, I need some money, I could go fight a fire with my axe. Yeah, I I guess that's the thing. And then, you know, but we only have to save three out of five people to complete the contract. Yeah. Then we just, you know, head off down the We save as many people as we're obligated to. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, taking all the money that we find and any valuables and anything like that along the way. Yeah. They're not going to miss them. You tell them they burned up in the fire. No, no, that's part of the contract that ah. we get to take those. So you know, and also we don't we don't get paid if we die. So soz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. I want to want to see how that expands hmm. because basically, apparently, like you as you earn more cash, you can hire more expensive equipment. 
So I guess that means better hoses, longer or more ladders. And then apparently you can go and put out bigger and better fires. Yeah. For bigger and better rewards. Uh, conceptually horrible, but like I I really want to see where that goes. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it seems it. It's, and it's it's got a while before it comes out yet, so... Yeah, I think they're saying autumn next year. Yeah, so there's there's a year, maybe a year and a half for them to still expand beyond the core mechanics, but those core mechanics were solid. Mm-hmm. Heck... Heck, what about you? Got any others? Uh, I started playing Dragon Quest Builders 2. I've not played too much. I've started playing. Uh, I found out some things that you're going to be very excited about. Uh, do you want to hear some good news about that game? Is my, is my Goopun-based slime friend still in it? Uh, not that I've encountered yet, but they could well be there. Um, so, you know how in the last one it was really annoying that every time a new chapter started... All of your like stuff and your abilities and your blueprints went away. That's not the case this time. Oh fuck! You actually get to fucking keep your progress between chapters. Oh, they perfected the method. I know. They 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 fixed the thing. <laughs> they fixed the really broken. They fixed the thing because that was it. Really fucking killed the momentum of that game. Is every time you <laughs> like, I didn't want to finish a zone because it's like I'm gonna go back to being shit and have to build up everything from scratch again. Our game short. We're like. Expanding yeah. it the only way we know how. Nope this this one doesn't do that. It feels much more like an actual cohesive world. Um, there are like little puzzles to do out on the overworld. It feels a little like Breath of the Wildy in that Ooh. sense of like there is actual shit to do while you cross your big world full of blocks. Okay, well maybe there was a little bit of that, like um, killing the dragons. I, I remember there was a gravestone quest. Somewhere yes. that we came across. There's a couple of little ones, but that's yeah. definitely more common in this. Okay. Uh, no weapon and armor degradation. Uh, those have gone away. Ooh. And I basically just kind of cleared up the UI a bit, made it a bit simpler to get into. It's basically more of that first game, but like, they fixed a lot of the things that were annoying about the first one. Yes, uh, yes, talk blocky to me. Also, there's a little bit of like Stardew Valley stuff going on, Ooh. in that there's now like farming mechanics, and your NPCs in town will like be a bit more autonomous and get about doing stuff. Okay. Um, you might see them like, ah, oh, we're all lining up to get bread from the bakery this morning, and you'll sort of watch them walk up, join the queue, get their bread, and walk off. Like, it's a little bit like town simmy okay. in your towns, which is quite That's cute. Nice. Yeah. Like, it. Feels a bit more alive than I'm the NPC standing exactly where I was placed. Um, well, I mean, they did have a little bit of that, because they sort of follow you around to afford yeah. all your new constructions, and then they'd sort of go and just stand in a building. They, they'd seemingly, seemingly, like, arbitrarily do things that didn't... Like, you could watch them and go, I don't understand what you're trying to do. Um, well, they they build things to put in the chests. Yeah. Like, in every shop, yeah. but... Sometimes they it just... It was all quite random about what they made and yeah. how much you actually this, wanted. This have. feels a bit more like they seem to be following a routine that makes sense. Mm. Um, as I said, I've not played much of it yet, but I've played enough to go, this looks like exactly what, not only what I want, but what Jane's going to want. So uh, we're going to sort you a copy so that we can play together. Did you play anything else this week? I briefly played one other thing. What was that? Um, I played Gauntlet 2 Arcade. Oh, yeah! Was that at Coxcom? It was. In the arcade? Yes. How did that go? It's not a very good game. No! 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 I remember as a child having Gauntlet on my Commodore 64, loading it up quite a lot, and not really playing it much. Yeah. And I, and I think I was right 
in that assumption. I imagine it's more fun with other people because it's an up to four player thing. Yeah. And you very often find yourself just completely swarmed with enemies mm. that, like, you're just going to take damage. It's one of those games that was made for you to just keep pumping coins into. Yeah. But, like, it's not very fun. No. <laughs> not on your own, anyway. No, I can imagine. Um, I'm sorry I was not there to, to fight by your side. It's okay. Um, I was... Uh, I was going to try Mortal Kombat 2, but someone was on that, and they looked like they were getting really into it. I was like, yeah. okay, you know what? You, you know what? I'm upset I didn't get a chance to we play it. We were going to go you. and play Time Crisis, yeah. uh, Time Crisis 2, and we, yeah. we didn't get We just it. didn't find the time, because I was too busy book doing. We we did a lot of book doing. Did we a did lot of book doing. Book we did a lot of book doing. I did lots of running around for other things. You were very helpful. You were a very good assistant. <laughs> I should have put my sparkly sparkly leotard. <laughs> Ta-da! That uh, scared people away. <laughs> Did you play anything else? Did I play anything else? I think that's pretty much everything. I think that's pretty much it. I've played more Super Mario Maker 2. I'm going to do a live stream, you know, soon. When there isn't a book uh, Yeah, weekend. didn't do it the day we record this, because, you know, it's Amazon strike. strike. But um, I will do one soon of a bunch of, like, fan levels, so that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Shall we move on to the next thing? Yeah, we got. Time for this. Oh. Are you, or have you been mistaken for, a young woman in a bar? Yes. Is some randy drunkard ruining your night by demanding your number, or worse? Oh god, yeah, all the time. Try the Sappho Squad app. Activate your GPS and hit the big red button, and one of our incredibly capable sapphic saviours will come to your aid, ready to intimidate and or subdue your harasser. Thank you. They really don't like taking no for an answer. Oh, they'll take no for an answer. Sappho Squad, available on Apple and Android. Oh, your your package arrived. What what package? Um, you know, I think whatever it was you were ordering yesterday. I thought about ordering something. I hadn't gone around to ordering it yet. But you said you were gonna you were gonna pick one of those up. Yeah, I just. Hadn't gone around to doing it yet. Well, well that's it... not what it is. It could be, could be anything. Um, let, let me have a look. Okay. This is that thing I was going to get around to ordering. I definitely didn't order it yet, though. You didn't order this? Not yet. Huh. What's going on? I I don't know. I mean, we we were standing in the living room, and you said, I need one of those... Hang on, that's the doorbell. What package? For who? M- me. What did you order? It's it's a roll of tape that I was thinking just now about maybe popping over all the microphones in the house. There's a there's a note in the in the box. What does that say? Yes, uh, online store. Um, they're yep they're they're just predicting. Things based on a very advanced AI algorithm of, of things we'll want. And just huh. sending it to us. Apparently I thought it would be really convenient at some point, which means I've signed up for it. That, that's uh, how their terms of service I mean, to like, I did need it. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I have it, but I'm quite... Con- Concerned. Oh, it's the door again. Yeah, can I? 
Oh god, what is it now? It's just a hammer. Yes. No, it says I know what to do. I... Yeah, I'm not having this. I'm just gonna... So... What have you watched? What have I watched? What have you watched? Uh, I think we should start off with the things we watched over the weekend. Over the weekend, perhaps. Um, So, uh, first panel I saw of the weekend was the uh, Super Beer Bros panel. The Superbly Bearded Brothers. The Superbly Bearded Brothers. Um, Playing Conkers. Yeah, they were playing Conkers Bad Fur Day with um, a couple of the members of staff from Rare were there. Mm -hmm. Um, There was some... Just genuinely very interesting game development chat about like things like uh, Microsoft oddly being more prudish about um uh, about rude content and particularly about like parodies of um, properties than Nintendo were. Hmm. Uh, Nintendo were like, yeah, it's fine, it's parody. Microsoft are like, mm, no, we're not sure about this. <laughs> um, there was also a live rendition of the Great Mighty Pooh's theme. Opera. Opera boss battle by the voice of said 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 Big Poo, which was like he's got an impressive set of pipes on him. He does. Like that's that is someone who knows how to do serious opera and uses it to be a singing shit fight. Uh, Sometimes in life you just have to be a singing shit fight. Uh, and then after that, I think you might have left the panel by this point, but they did some Mario Maker two. Making a very difficult level and then trying to complete it uh, live as a panel and talking about game design philosophy. And that was really interesting too. Did I go for lunch at that point? I think you went to go grab lunch, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that panel. Oh. Did you enjoy what you saw? I did enjoy what I saw. I would have stuck around for more, but we had work to be doing. Indeed, it was it was quite a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um Later that day, we saw the Scary Game Squad panel. Yeah, what was the game? Visions? Uh, two or something like it, it was episode two of a game that I think might have been called Visions. Um, it was a real kind of bad broken horror game. Um, oh, I don't know about broken. Okay, okay. well, it was broken in some ways, I think. Um, it's like the way that the ladder for the um, attic just passed straight through. Yeah, and the, the achievements that stayed on screen for forever. Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like some of that was them fucking about. Yeah, I think some of that was the tech team fucking with them, and some of that was genuine. I don't know. Um... But there was some, it was some good jump scares, a lot of confusedly wandering around a house in circles, and then, oh, the scary happened. Are you trying to find what game it was? Yeah. Visage. Okay. Uh, visage, not vision. You, you were very close in your memory there. It was... It was... Visual. Um, it was a lot of. It had sort of PT. Yeah, kind of it had a real PT vibe to it. It it was you you were in one sort of enclosed house, but then like as you wander around it, it sort of had an almost non Euclidean space vibe to it in places where like you would return to spaces and it's like oh no that's that 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 was not like that and mm. that doesn't make sense. I don't understand how this house works. Yeah, there was that. There was the. The smashing mirrors and moving into oh, completely different places. That was really interesting as a as a thing. Yeah, it was great. Brilliant. Like the concept of it was great. Yeah. It's just there's some collision detection issues. Yeah. 
Um, the house was... is like a nightmare to navigate. Like they knew where they needed to be, and were like, I don't fucking remember how I to get there. I don't know how to get to this place. Everywhere we kind jumped of... down a thing, and then... yeah, everything kind of looks like everywhere else. Y- yeah, there's a lot of it's, that. It's a lot of difficulty remembering where you are, and then there's just random jump scares, like the mirror moving around. Oh yes, um, the mirror not being under the mirror cover. Um, the weirdness with the ketchup. <laughs> oh goodness, the ketchup they couldn't put down. The ketchup they can put down. Watch the the. Uh, there's bound to be a lot of that at some point. It's well worth a watch. Yeah, because it's a good laugh. Uh. Um, but it was just the bit they closed on with the talking kitchen equipment. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> and the whole audience was just like, what the fuck did we just watch? Yeah, he just walks into a room at some point and like the oven's having a conversation with the fridge and the freezer. And like, it, it, they just start laughing and everyone in the audience started laughing. I don't think it was because they found it funny. I think they were unsettled. Like, I think the scariest thing that game did was the talking kitchen equipment. It was like, ah, I'm gonna laugh so I don't cry. It went on and on and on. And it was just, I was laughing at the ridiculousness of it. And then they just start, they, the, the appliances start laughing and I just had to laugh along. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's a thing that we are we are all everyone else is seeing this, right? Yeah, it 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 felt like a weird trip. Yeah, and I've had some weird trips. But, yeah, mm. you've you've never seen the oven have an argument with the freezer. No, the, the freezer's like, oh, I heard rumors, and the fridge is like, well, if you'd heard rumors, I'd have heard him because I'm underneath you. Oh. And then there was something about the microwave and the toaster at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a weird fucking game. It's a weird fucking game, but they made it enjoyable to to experience. Yeah, I, I might have to see if I can find it. I, a lot of it also felt like it was supposed to be a VR game. Yeah, I want to watch... Um, So you just found There is a Scary Game Squad for the yes. first episode of this is already up. Yes. I've never seen them play the beginning of this game, but I need to see them play the beginning of this game. Oh. Uh, what other panels were there? Um, There was the Nerd Cubed panel, yeah. which became Nerd Cubed and... A bunch of other people from the convention, Tom Scar, mm-hmm. uh, Jesse Cox was up there, um, doing a bunch of gang beasts. Yeah. That's that's one of those games that I've played, and I have enjoyed. I find it very silly to watch other people play. I've never played it. It's... It, I, is it, like, d- difficult to control? It's deliberately a bit obtuse to control. Right. It's, like, it's, it's kind of like Octodad, okay. in that it's like... Doing a basic task like pick a person up and throw them into that meat grinder shouldn't be as difficult as it is, but it's it's very like, oh, I've got a bit wobbly momentum, and oh, my grip's not great, and uh. Yeah, I couldn't tell if it was the controls or just the something about the way the character moves, but it all felt really awkward. Yeah, it's... It's really simple objectives, and the the humor is everyone fumbling to be like, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I, ah, oh, no, no, no. I got hit by a road sign. Indeed, I got hit by a road sign. Yeah, it, it was a fun way to waste an hour, just going. <laughs> it was also fun when you found like someone was actually still hanging on to something. Behind the scenery. Uh, my favourite was the times when people would just quietly walk behind a piece of thing <laughs> and just hide. And then later you just see them walk past a window. You'd be like, how long you fucking been back there? <laughs> I thought you were fucking dead. Yeah. There's a lot of good hidey places if you can if you can let things get chaotic enough that you can just wander off slowly. Yeah. It's it's a fun game to watch people play. Yeah, I, it might be fun to try that at some point. It, yeah. 
it kind of reminded me that at some point I want to go back to Mount Your Friends. Yes, yes. <laughs> Perhaps we should play this together. I think we could do a good Mount Your Friends stream. Yeah. Um, try. And then we ended with the Jackbox get a panel. Oh, yeah. Which uh, was very funny. I will say I am impressed that they uh, felt confident enough to leave audience pr- words on the screen. Yeah, and it, they did all right. I would say that the audience went no further than the people on stage. Indeed. And the They're, people on stage were getting pretty fucking dark. Indeed. There were a few like, oh, that's pretty dark. But equally, it's like, nothing that I was like, oh, you overstepped the line. Yeah. Like, compared to anyone else, it, they, I think it was just... They were going hell. far enough that the people on stage were like, oh, 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 okay, 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 let's keep it here. Let's not let's get... It PG. Let's, let's, let's not, let's not uh, exacerbate this. <laughs> I think... That audience generally did okay with that, and that's that's impressive for an event of that side that no one no one did it really naughty. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What, what I'm trying to think what what I particularly enjoyed in that Jackbox one. Um. Angie playing Madverse. Oh yes. <laughs> Angie playing Quiplash as well. <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Angie really pulled out all the stops. Huh? <laughs> there, there, there were some real good Madverse uh, raps. Yes, um, I really enjoyed the inventions. Uh, the inventions ones, patently yes. stupid. That yes. that was a lot of fun. Inventions such as sh- child cannon and, and sock cannon and gun, <laughs> the child sack. <laughs> Dan um, Dan Tan's artwork for that uh, was yes. amazing. <laughs> for anyone who's never gone to Coxcon or watched any of the panels on Twitch, one of the best things about Coxcon is during the Jackbox panel for an hour and a half, uh, Dan Tan, who does the um, uh, co-optional animateds and the Cox and Crendor animateds, um, he will sit and draw little silly cartoons while everyone's playing Jackbox and like basically put them up on screen during those like pauses while everyone's trying to think of funny things to say mm-hmm. and his artwork is consistently adorable and hilarious I-, I loved him live animating some of it oh the- yeah where it's like oh this is just a person oh no I've dragged up there is that arm with a gun oh, uh-huh. no. um there there was there was that one where there was a baby sucking Jesse Cox's finger and that yes. kept getting redrawn yes Jesse Cox with just like a turd on his chest yeah yeah <laughs> it it was quite some wild shit happened at Coruscant. You'll, yeah. uh, you'll have to watch the vods. Yeah, those those vods are worth watching. It yeah. was those those four panels are the ones we saw because there was yes. a lot of time spent at the desk. Yes, with the book, but uh, book, book. indeed. Tell I, us about the book. Uh, uncomfortable labels. I sold a bunch of copies at Coruscant, and so far, everyone that has that has bought it or has had a copy through other means, it seems to be really positive about it. I've had like. Three people who didn't like it out of like fifty pre-release reviews, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. I'm getting like four and a half stars out of five. That's pretty good. Um, and the people that have purchased it have so far all gone. This is really interesting. Eee. So heck, I think I did it. I think I, I think I, I, I successfully didn't fuck it up. You did it. You did it. You did it. You did it. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently, as we record this, in the stage of. Oh no, people bought copies and they've spread off into the world. I can't get those copies back. I can't stop this now. Nope. The book is out there and I cannot physically stop it. Yep, it's a, it's a wild and free now. Yeah, so that's 
that's where I'm at now. Oh. By the time you hear this, that book will be out, like, officially and properly, so... Yeah, get your Yeah. Did you watch anything else this week? I have not had time for anything else. No, that's the main things I've watched this week. So then, time, time for, for this... Sponsor! Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you like autistic people? I I, I do. I'm I'm one of those. I'm a, I do a, I do a like of some of those as well. Do you like trans people? I should really well hope so. Do you like not straight people? I I I do. I I I, I like all of these things. How would you like something that combines all of these things <gasps> together? What what in a what? funny and insightful manner? Shit, what could even possibly combine all those things? There is a new book out called (laughs) Uncomfortable Labels, and it is by this amazingly cute and very talented author who is sitting next to me. Sounds fake to me. Tell us about your book, darling. (laughs) Um, Hey, I've got a book. It's called Uncomfortable Labels. I I, I keep wanting to say it comes out on July 18th. It's out now. It's by out, the time this comes out. It's out now on July 18th. Yeah, it um, will have happened by now. Yeah, it is a book, what I wrote, because, hey, being on the autism spectrum and being trans, both of those are rare things, but the overlap of them is, like, surprisingly common. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got, like, eight to ten times the standard rate of occurrence, uh, <laughs> which is like, hey, considering there's all these places where those overlap and, like, you know, can cause difficulties or increased benefits... You know, we should probably talk about that. So I done wrote a book and mm-hmm. I wrote it about a year ago and then I spent a year, you know, editing it and getting it ready for publishing and printing and suddenly all of a second it's happening. It's um, real happening. Yeah, there is a copy in the in the living room that uh, signed that for you. Yeah, that you did you done did a buy of. I did the actual purchase of yeah. your book. You were the first person to buy a copy. Mm. You 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 have the first and most signed. Yeah. All of the colourful signatures. Yeah. It was all tested in my copy. Indeed. So yeah, that's that's a book. It's it's great. You should check out. Uh if, if you're not sold on it, but you are a fan of the McElroys, check out episode four six eight of My Brother, My Brother and Me, mm-hmm. in which it is confirmed that it is vital companion listening to the new The Adventures and Graphic Novel. Yeah, so, absolutely. you know, if you weren't sold on it already, maybe you'll find out who Angus MacDonald really is. Ooh. So yeah, that's Uncomfortable Labels. And it's available places where you can buy books. In all sorts of book places. Mm-hmm. Heck. I-, I looked it up. It's on WH Smith. I looked it up there today. Yeah. It's on Waterstones. Uh-huh. It's on Barnes & Noble. Ooh. It's on all sorts of book places. Heckens. Heck. Well then. Oh, time for this. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi, hi, hi. How's uh, how's how's that? your uh, your business day been going? My business day has been going great, like you wouldn't believe. So you know how we really, really hate giving money to people and and doing work. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, we're much more the case of people pay us. Yeah, and they do the work. Yeah. So, like, I've been thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm I think you might be going down the same road I'm going down yeah. here. Yeah. Are you worried about that? Uh, that big open world game where we promised that uh, you could beat all of the NPCs and like every one of them would have voice acting and a story and you know be unique. I, I mean, am in no way worried about that. No, and, and I'll tell you why. 
Why? Because, like, I, I thought we were going to have to, you know, do a bunch of work to make all that. Two words for you, friend. Crowd sourcing. Tell me more. So, we, we hype the game up. We get a lot of people interested. It's a big-name franchise that, you know, a lot of people... It's got a cult following, right? Yeah, people yeah, yeah. People will do anything to see this game. Literally, anything? People have anything. Sold, people have sold kidneys. Oh, God. So, it gets better, right? We told we got some celebrity that people kind of think is cute. Oh, that 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 one from you know he's the romantic lead in those things. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know he's he's not a bad looking guy. I'll yeah. be honest. We got him to just come out on stage acting on uh, on our behalf, and uh, he's basically managed to just pied piper these fuckers. So like, so they're gonna work for us for free. They're gonna make arts. They're gonna make uh, characters. They're gonna make music. They're gonna make voice acting. They're gonna do voice stories. They're gonna do so much work on this they're, goddamn. They're game. basically gonna make our unfulfillable promise doable. Absolutely, and we don't have to pay any of them. I I don't know what to say. This I'm choking up. This is the most beautiful idea I've ever heard, and the greatest thing. We're going to make so much money. Ah, money. I do love money. So, what has inserted itself into your ears? I've only really listened to one thing this week. I listened to the album Girl Angst, but sort of like your sort of Riot Girl spelling, like G-R-R-R-L, Angst, by a band called She, Her, Hers. Mm -hmm. It's... It is a punk rock album about being trans, and I'm quite a fan of those, as you may know from from me talking about, say, things like Transgender Dysphoria Blues by Against Mm Me. This definitely feels like a much, like, smaller band thing, Mm -hmm. and I'm really enjoying the the sort of rough-around-the-edges nature of it. Um, Yeah, a bit of punk. Yeah, you got some great track names, like... um, uh, let's see. Never pass. NVR pass about passing and how mm. like yeah, I'm never gonna pass, but fuck it. Why should I? I'm beautiful the way I am. Uh, songs like Gender is Boring or Twenty Three, like the Blink One Eight Two song, but without the homophobia. I don't think I've ever heard the. Blink yeah, there's some song. shitty stuff in that Blink One Eight Two song, but not in this version. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's it's a fairly it's a reasonably lengthy album and it's well worth a listen. I've been having a lot of fun jamming out to that this week. Nice. Uh, what about you? What have you listened to? I'm probably going to butcher this name. Um, it's Savages Isufo, uh, Ballroom Breakers. Uh, it's the Dunkelbunt Dunkel remix. Um, and it's it's just sort of glitchy swing with really really nice wubs. Nice. Ooh, definitely recommend that. I can't really describe it better than that because it's dance music. <laughs> and that's just not my forte. No, just give it a listen. Do it. Then you'll know how it sounds. You got any others? I know, but that is literally all I've listened okay, um, The only new thing I've listened to this week. I listened to uh, Defunct Banjo Blues, uh, which is like a real, another real glitchy, glitch hop uh, track with this really farty bass line and quite like a funky upbeat. Um, it builds like a really nice wall of sound. It mm. builds really, really, really well. And just a nice use of banjo and harmonica in there. Yeah. 
Oh. Uh, also listen to about 50 people belting out Let It Go Around the Piano. Oh, yeah. Which is quite an experience. Yeah. We we, we didn't stay around for much of the Coxcon Sunday Night Piano stuff, but oh. that's usually a good place to be to just hear lots of people drunkenly singing together Disney songs and theme tunes to, to you know, video game things, oh. and occasionally My Chemical Romance tracks. Hey. <laughs> more of that more of this mm-hmm. uh, also listen to Composite Crap uh, Slow and Chill C64 Sid uh, yeah it's got some really nice layered synths in it and kind of sounds a little bit like Ghosts and Goblins at one point on the Commodore 64 nice good uh, there's something about Sid synths that just can't describe other than it's a Sid synth and it's beautiful yeah, yeah, I think that is about it. I, I think the only other thing I listened to was I listened to that Mabim Bam I'm in. You're in that Mabim Bam. I don't think I did I terribly. I don't think great. I did terribly. You did great. I, I, I listened back and I didn't hate it, which means I probably did good. <laughs> I listened back and I very much enjoyed it. Heck, go listen to my brother, my brother and me that came out. Uh, most recently, what episode number is it? I've forgotten already. Five hundred and sixty. Four, I think? Uh, I think it's 568, because I've seen people joking about how the next episode is 69, lol. So I think it's episode 468. Yep, it is 468. Yeah, I'm I'm in there. I did it. Yep. I'm the one person that got to go through the wardrobe to Narnia, mm-hmm. and now it has been shut. <laughs> it has. No one else can do that now. No. I can it's go... already happened to your show as well. Indeed. So. I can go back to Narnia, but no one else can go through to Narnia on, to get onto my show, or onto theirs. And of course, Alexis has already known for your show, so I guess somebody would have to do so-and-so wants to be on, Alexis yeah. will be on, Laura K. Boz will be on, Mabimba. Yeah, you could you could successfully make an episode of X will get on, uh, will be on, Alexis will be on, Laura K. Boz will be on, My Brother, My Brother and Me. But someone's already gotten onto my podcast. Alexis was... So many people made the joke. They were like, aha, I'm going to get onto your podcast now. I'm like... Too late. Already happened. I'm like, do it then. For like for like three weeks, people were joking. Like, oh, I'll do it. I'm like, well, do it then. Make an episode. Do it. And then somebody did. Someone did. And they got onto a podcast with me. That's how it works. It is. You but pass it there's on. only one. There's only one. It's like the ring. It's like the Highlander. There can only be one. It's because it's like the ring. Once you've recorded a copy, <laughs> somebody else passes on the curse. Yes, it's someone else's problem now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is that everything we've listened I to? I believe so. Well then, mm. time for this. Indeed. So, we've got a bit of a problem. What's the problem? Well, you know how we have that day every year where... We try and sell as much of our stock as possible. Yeah, yeah, the big the big sale that we make a big deal out of. Yeah, yeah. like, you know how, you know, it's, it's a bit like an early Black Friday. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, I... it's the day we try and drive everything over the line into the black early before, yeah. you know, the common stores, right? Yeah, yeah. So, we have a bit of a problem there. People think we, as a company, are evil, insidious. Well, well we are. A parasite on humanity. Again, I don't see anything wrong here. They seem to see that as a bad thing. And, oh, okay. And some of our employees also see it as a bad thing, oh, as we is, do is... treat them like uh, cogs in a machine. 
Oh, yes. The the, 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 the complaints about, ooh, I don't get toilet breaks. Ooh, I have to stand all day. Ooh, I don't get paid proper living wage for my work. Yeah, I mean, but we, we get subsidies for them for that, right? You know, yeah, we yeah. apply to the state, to which we do not pay taxes. And then we take money from them to pay our workers to, to subsidize their wages. Because that, that, I mean, that seems right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, surely the government wouldn't be giving us money to give to them if we needed to give them more money. Exactly, right? exactly. Yeah. So we're there. They're basically saying that this, our most illustrious day, will be marred because they plan to go on strike. Ooh. Apparently, they can just do that. That doesn't seem right to me. No, I mean, I, I've we've we've tried a lot to work on uh, on stopping them unionizing and, and demonizing the concept of the union, and you know how we get the press generally to just shit on yeah, Canada, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah on yeah. communism and yeah. worker power wherever possible. But uh, yeah, they're going on strike on our special day. Not on our special day. Yeah, it's our special day, and, and, you know, we wanted to enjoy all the money. I wanted to have all the money, not just some of the money. Exactly. You know, I, I could bathe in 50s, but I want to bathe in 100s, and then in bullion. Why, why, I was going to say, why think so small, bathe in diamonds? Well, diamonds are pretty small, right? I know. I mean, not this one. It's the size yeah. of my fucking head. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you know, I'll probably just... Toss it out because I thought, you know, huge diamond, yeah, that'd be cool. But ultimately, it's uh, just boring the shit out of me. Do something, you fucking diamonds. People died for you. So what? What do you think? Should we? How are we gonna get people to cross that picket line? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, how about uh, we 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 just put massive discounts on everything. Uh, everything is like eighty percent, ninety percent off. We we you know we make the deal so good they can't afford not to visit. Right, right. So we uh, our response to the the striking workers is that we just make the you know the people won't stand by them. You know they'll want yeah. to override that. They'll say hey. Uh, you, you're disrupting my life. I could be getting all these cool discounts. My yeah, cool, yeah. I, I, and I'll still get my cool discount, but I'm going to have to wait like an extra couple of days because of the strike, and that's not what I paid for when I got my, my super secret deluxe shipping same day. Yeah, I mean, people have got that first subscription thing, right? Where they give yeah. us like a couple of hundred dollars a year and then just forget about it. Yeah, yeah. And we provide them almost nothing of any real value. You know, we get stuff to them fast when, when, when you know, they need it fast, but, like... That's only because we deliberately, you know, hold back on, on delivering them otherwise, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, huge discounts it is. Uh, we'll uh, break that picket line up in no time. Doctor, <laughs> uh... doctor, I can't stop going... Ooh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, every few minutes, and I've got this fever and sore throat. Yeah, yes, I think I see the problem. You're coming down with a sickness. But um, Question time, stop questions. What's the question? Uh, Future Fishy would like to know, uh, if you could play one series of games, including spin-offs, what would it be? Ooh. Hmm. Do you have an answer for this prepared? Yes. What's your answer? Super Mario. 
Oh, that's that's good. Because that includes so many games. Well, it's not even the number of games. It's the spin-offs angle. Yeah, exactly. Because there are so many genres of games. Exactly. Oh, oh yeah. Because first I was like, mm, Final Fantasy. But then I was like, that's just JRPG. That's a lot yeah. of JRPG. I, I, was, I was thinking and like... I was like, Pokemon, maybe? Because I know how to soak some, some, <laughs> some gameplay out of a Pokemon game. Yes, you do. Like... If if there was gonna be just if the no spin-offs thing was a rule, I'd mm. say Pokemon. But with spin-offs involved, you've definitely found the correct answer. Yeah, I like I don't think there is a, a better answer if you want variety for a long period of time. Yeah, <laughs> crashed it. You don't. You don't. Like it's 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 a subjective question, but you found the objectively right answer. You won that subjective question. <laughs> Um, Becky Turhill. Hi, Becky. Uh, We'd like to know, you're now the child protagonist of your own TV series. What kind of show do you star in? Oh. I feel like it's got to be a very dramatic anime about video game reviewing. Like, I'm I'm picturing, like, the the sports anime style, like, everything is over-exaggerated, like... I've got to write a review, and the deadline's tomorrow, and I'm like, you know, massive, like, big cutscenes as I'm, like, hitting a couple of keys, and then it's like, oh no, the escape key broke off, what will I do? A very dramatic video game reviewer anime. And it'd have all the the speed lines. Oh yeah, it's got all the speed lines. Like, I've got to get my review out before my, my evil nemesis at the rival video game website. And your evil nemesis, do they do this thing where they have their glasses halfway down their nose and they push yeah. them up and then they go completely they, white? They're like, aha, you're, you're, you're running late for embargo. Well, push his glasses up. I've already finished my review. <gasps> but what you don't realise is that I didn't finish my review because I was doing a, a, a review next to also a video component. I did twice as much. Aha, I beat your rival. <sighs> dum, dum, dum. Yeah. What's, what's your show? Stranger Things? Are you just going to be in Stranger Things? I'm going to be in Stranger I'm going to be in my own uniquely British version of Stranger Things. It's going to be a bit less high budget. Is it Stranger Things but set on like a council estate? Um, Like next to a council estate. Okay, okay. Like, I think, I think to make it accurate for child me, it would have to be sort of halfway between a council estate and a really fancy area. There's, there's, so it didn't quite fit in anywhere. I think, I think your cast of characters around you has to involve one person from the council estate, one sort of rich kid. I'm, I, I literally named those people in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I can tell you those You people. know who is in your British Stranger yeah. Things. Yep. Well then. Yep. Posh Kid's got an Amiga 500. Yeah. Not so Posh Kid has Amazing Iron Maiden Hot on their walls. So who's the winner? Probably the latter. Definitely the latter. Um, Valerie J. Barker would like to know... Uh, it's a dumb one, but what is your favourite am- aminal? My favourite aminal? Mm. I like oh I have like I have like three that jump to mind. I don't know how to pick the best one. Kitty pa, kitty pa, kitty pa. Okay, cats, cats, cats are great. Cats, 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 cats. Can I? I I'm gonna just like out and out tell you the top three that I'm like you know struggling to pick a favorite out of. It's cats, mm-hmm. bunny rabbits, <gasps> and ducks. Those are top three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like cat has to be number one. 
Because they are domesticated and I can feasibly have one as a pet. Mm-hmm. But, like, all three of them are great. If, if the other two were, like, more commonly domesticated to be indoor house animals, maybe things would change. What if one day you lived on a farm? <gasps> and I had a cat and a duck and a bunny and they were all friends. Yeah. <gasps> And they went on adventures together. Oh my god, I want. And they had their own. Can I? Can I create that animated show and or children's book? Yeah, I think you should. There you <laughs> go. That's your next book sorted. My next book is is that children's book. The tales of you, the 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 blue haired games journalist who lives on a farm <laughs> with uh, her harem of partners and menagerie of menagerie of animals of, of adventurous animals. Yeah. And the animals all go on adventures. I'm up for writing that book. Yeah. What's your favourite animal? Keeper. Is it the keeper? I like like the keeper. I also like the buns. Yeah, the buns. I I hear the buns are as good house pets as uh, as a cat, but they will nibble your cables. Well, see, this is the problem is... As long I got as you protect your cables. I got too many cables in my you life. You can have wild buns just hopping around. I know, but I, I got too many cables in my life, and also Smudge is terrified of of buns. Oh, she no. don't she don't do well with buns. Oh, poor Smudgelet. We we had her in a room with a bun once, and the bun just chased her around, and she oh, ran away. Oh no! A bun wanted to be friends. I'm sure. <laughs> it's like, who are you, Nufa? No fur, no fur, friend. Yeah. Can I lick you? Can, can I come nuzzle? No. no. There's a hoppity thing after me. No. <laughs> Maggie J. Evans would like to know, what video game mechanic do you wish you could use in real life? Hmm. Um, it's got to be either uh, save points or fast travel. Oh, Okay. Those are the two that jump to mind. What comes to mind for you? Um, instant replay. Yeah. So be able to like do like rewind five seconds or whatever, yeah. and just not fuck up whatever I just did. Yeah. Well, again, this is basically how I would be using save points. Is now I'm gonna reload that save. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Save points definitely a good one. Um. I agree. Also, either either fast travel or like just teleportation. Plus. Yeah, that's it. It's it's get around the world more effectively and undo fuck ups. Yeah. I think that's we're both. I wonder what that says about us psychologically. I think we're both very much on the same page. I guess yeah. we're very anxious about things we might fuck up, and there's people far away we'd like to see. That's basically love. That that that's us. But yes, uh, Rob. Rob Shothoff, uh has suggested a trophy challenge. Using only names of sponsors for Queer and Pleasant Strangers, the Drawfee team try to draw an advertisement for that product without a description. Which sponsors do you choose? And which ones do you think would be the funniest to try and puzzle out? I'd quite like to see now that's what I call Kazoo. And I'm just picturing them drawing just a man with a Kazoo very proudly like, Well, this! This is what I call Kazoo! <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see them do Bowl and Eldritch Branch. Yeah! That's a, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good one because surely nothing else spells it B O L L. Yeah, and and I think they would get the bowl and branch reference from that, so they'd yeah. be like, okay, we have a gist, Eldritch tentacles. I, I feel like that would have would to be um, what's her face, a Julia. I mm. think Julia would have to do mm. bowl and Eldritch Close. branch. Close. Also, go check out Drawfee. They're good. They are very good. Yeah. Mm. What? 
Other things have been gotten here. This is a thing. What thing? If you keep vamping, dear old. I'm vamping while you find the questions. Do you have any more of them? Vamp away, dear. Vamp away. I'll I'll start biting people and drawing their blood. I'll vamp away. Have you got any of the questions? Do we? Lucy would like to know if you could have a magical limb, which one would it be? And what would it do? Okay, magic limbs. Magic limb. Um, can I have a magic hand that types the game reviews for me without me even having to think? It oh, just, heck. it just do. Oh heck! I just put it near the keyboard and it do. So you could be playing. I could be playing while you know. your while your third hand is. Oh, I have an additional magic <laughs> limb. I, I thought just one of my limbs would become magical. It didn't but, say that you had to replace okay, them. Okay, I have a magical third hand that writes my reviews while I play them, so I can play them. You and have Mage Hand. Yeah, I have Mage Hand, and my Mage Hand can write the review while I'm playing. Nice. Cephalopod arm. And it would be magical in that it could replicate itself, and I could have lots and lots and lots of Cephalopod arms. Uh, of course. And he I he. could look like some kind of eldritch horror. And take down capitalism with my Eldritch Horror powers. Nice. Yay! I like this plan. I like this plan. Uh, Tricky, same question, but cybernetic limb. Cybernetic limb. Mm. Uh, Uh, Right leg. I was going to say right leg as well. That's the one I want to get tattooed, to look like a cybernetic leg. Oh, mine's just because it hurts a lot. Uh, I I, I don't know what mine is. I want to get a big tattoo of a cybernetic leg, and at this point I'm like, well... If you're offering me a cybernetic limb, I might as well take that one and save myself the tattoo money. What if you had one cybernetic leg and one tattoo of a cybernetic leg? Oh shit! It's uh, that's that's the new game. It's guess which of my legs is actually cybernetic. Very much depends on the quality of your tattoo artist. How how much control would I need to have my cybernetic leg function as a jetpack without a second one to stabilize me? I'd have to be very good at balancing. Yeah. To single single jet Ooh. jet propel myself. Okay. Have a cool jet lag. Jet lag. <laughs> oh no, because then wherever you went, you'd be like, can, can jet it, leg. <laughs> can can my leg turn into like a scooter that I can skate around on? What if it could turn into like a Segway? Yeah, you see, you see what I'm going for. I see the power. I see yeah. the power now. I want the I want to be lazy and not have to walk leg. No, but I'd like, I mean, I'd mostly just like one that didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Because um, it's mostly that leg that, the, like, I don't know what the exercise is. It's the one where you clamp your legs in the thing and as you lift your front, uh, your, your, your lower leg up, you you lift the weights. Yes, yes. I do that and, like, my kneecap on my right knee just get, just wobbles and that's pops. That's not ideal. Like, I don't think that's supposed to happen. No, I don't, I don't think that's quite right. Oh, it really hurts no. too, so I'm just gonna not do that. The gym. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Nerg would like to know who put the hand in the cookie jar. It was me. It was us. We put our hand in the cookie jar. We did. Uh, Kennedy's question is, why didn't you credit me for my question last week? Um, because we were bad at organization. Sorry. It was my fault. I held my hand up. I apologize. Um, yeah, I did a bad. I will, however, credit you for this one, which is this one. Hmm. 
Uh, so Gellandry would like to know, uh, which would you choose? Ability to instantly teleport anywhere or the ability to shapeshift? Hmm. Because the thing is, I really want to shapeshift. Yeah? But I know for the greater good, I could teleport. Teleporting is the practical answer. Shapeshifting is the fun answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll take teleport. I could do lots of things. I could take down capitalism. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, thank you, Kelly, for that question. Uh, oh, Cassiopeia has uh, says, uh, "Uh oh, Jim Sterling has gone mad with power and is terrorizing the neighborhood with a dildo bat. How do you stop him?" I like lie down and spread my legs. Yeah, yeah, that was gonna be my response. Is just hello, yeah, Jim. Boy. Direct it this way. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Who's a good subby? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally it. Okay. Do we have any other questions? We probably do. Do we have any others? I'm filling the time while we find out if we have any other questions. Questions. Lucy Nevins would like to know if you were a magical girl what would your transformation look like? Ooh. I imagine it being like the Power Rangers transformation in that I hold like a magical thing in front of myself and then magical outfit just sort of happens. It involves a lot of shouting. I like the sort of like I shout the element that is my power and then suddenly I'm magically transformed. Maybe I have a bit of a Sailor Moon thing after that where it's the beam of light and I'm just a glowing light being that is now naked and then I form back and I have clothes and I'm in my magical girl outfit. Um, I have like a, a wide brimmed hat on pulled down slightly and I'm holding a daisy between my uh, like my uh, pointed uh, index finger and middle finger uh, and the camera sort of spins around me and I blow the daisy and then just like tons of daisies burst out and when it settles down behind I'm in my magical girl. Okay. Uh, I have I have a, a a dual disc from Yu-Gi-Oh and I put down a card and go, it's time to magical girl transform and I, I summon an outfit around myself. I don't know. I roll a d20 and I do roll on the wild magic table and that's what I become. <laughs> <laughs> wild magic magical girl! Uh, Connor and Stevens would like to know how do you be a queer and or pleasant stranger? Well... You gotta be a nice person. Mm-hmm. You gotta be a person in general. I think the queer part is, you know, you can be queer in spirit. You don't have to. You could be straight and be a queer and pleasant stranger. I think. I think you can be a pleasant stranger. You don't, as I've said in very yeah. early episodes, you don't have to be queer, but as long as you're a pleasant stranger. Exactly. We 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 happen to be queer and pleasant strangers. But you can be a pleasant stranger. You can be a pleasant stranger to all the queers. Indeed. Um. Yeah, just just be nice. Actually, nice. Not yeah. I'm nice, nice. Be be a nice person. Try and yeah. you know connect with the people around you, and you Try know to be a force for good in the world. Exactly. Leave the world a better and maybe also sexier place than where you began. Yeah. Uh, what are your favourite pieces of queer and pleasant media? Oh, good, good queer and pleasant media. One day at a time, obviously. Yeah. That's that's a real good good answer to that. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah, you got any others to throw in? <sighs> Most of the ones that immediately spring to mind 
wouldn't feel completely happy recommending right now. Yeah. I feel like I would need to sit down and watch them again. I feel like One Day at a Time is the one that I can It's ease the one a- most recently that I can go, I, can yep, go, I definitely that, saw that. That is queer and pleasant. It's, with a full brain on it. Yeah. I can go, yep. Let's, let's go with that. That is yep. the, the suggestion. Mm-hmm. What do we have left in the questions? Do we have any left? Do we have any left? Do we have any love? Uh, we've been asked, why are you two so cute? How do? Um, I think I'm so cute because I'm a mirror and I'm just reflecting Jane's cute. And I think that I am a mirror and I'm just reflecting Laura's cute. Are we a pair of mirrors eternally reflecting back and growing a small amount of cute? It's like Hellraiser 5. We've got this little bit of cute and we're just passing it back and forth, growing it bit by bit by bit by bit, becoming more and more cute and powerful. Yeah. Heck, we are a recursive feedback loop of cute. Maybe that's how it do. (sighs) Except you're very cute, so, you know. You're very cute. (sighs) Ah, that kiss just neat. You kiss me, Snoot. You kiss me, cute, Snoot. Uh, Samuel West says, uh, I don't know your stance on Dice Funk questions, but here goes. Season 6, episode 9 of Dice Funk is coming up, which <gasps> is technically episode 69. Do you have any plans? I didn't until you asked this question. <laughs> oh, oh, can I find... Someone for Nifix to have a 69 with in time for episode 6-9. Can I, before then, set up a romance and have it pay off and go, ha ha, they do a 69 because it's episode 6-9. I need to think on this. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this to my attention. This is less a question and more a public service announcement to me. <laughs> Um, I'm just asking an important question back. Um, I, I, I've asked it in the Stone Monkey Radio Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash Stone Monkey Radio. Um, uh, because I want, I really want an answer to this. I want to know if that includes the Sharp Point episodes. And I, I, because obviously if, if any of the sort of outside episodes goes out, I think, regardless of anything else, this is you could you could denote this as episode six nine. There is that. So I I think this counts. I'm gonna count that as the sixty nine episode. It must be the six nine episode. Yeah, yeah. It's episode. You've done more than sixty ep- uh, more than thirty episodes. Yes, in my yeah. It's, so, yeah. It's, it's episode six nine. Gotcha. Which is close enough to sixty nine. Technically. Yeah. Do we have any other questions? Do we have any other questions? I don't, I don't know, do we? I don't know, do we? I'll have a look. Yeah, have a look. Yeah, that's all the questions, dear. Well then, time for this. Want to know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brochure Justice Warriors. Brochure Justice Warriors? Yeah. yeah. Oh, hello, Larry. Hello, oh, Barry. How are you doing? Oh, not too bad, mate. You know, you're still a bit tired from the weekend. Quite, quite heavy. Yeah, you <laughs> needed, uh, needed, needed a couple of lions. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Although, no lions in bed. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. They're too big. They'll, they'll, they'll squash the mattress. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll chew your teddy bear. Oh, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, you, you've been up to much? Uh, you know, you know, I've, I've been, uh, thinking, thinking about my past a bit. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, it might surprise you to hear. 
Once upon a time, I was not the uh, grateful justice warrior I might be now. Well, you know, I think everyone you know, grows as they get older. I myself uh, can confirm that, you know, I was very much the, the almost the opposite of, of what I am now by sheer value of, uh, you know, you know, not being terribly well supervised, having largely fallen in with uh, quite a bad crowd as the only people that would sort of have me around. As, yeah, you know. yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, you know, what it... Oh, I'm glad. I luckily didn't, you know, grow up in too much of a social media age. But like, yeah. there are things in my past I look back on and go, that was undeniably shitty. I'm not going to deny it yep. was shitty and it, you know, was harmful. But I learnt from it. I became a better person. I like to think, you know, I've I've, I've learnt and worked on stuff, and uh, I'm very glad that some of my youthful idiocy has not uh, carried on and left a stain on my future. No, and I suppose in this social media age, you know, where is something that I might have scribbled on a, on a, my own textbooks at, at school, you know, uh, you know, in, in the, the pages... I very much remember a dark period where there was quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of pentagrams in the back of there, a lot of anger with that, yeah, you know, certain edgy humour and such. Yeah. But the, you know, was, as I sort of grew up and and got to know people and 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 experienced the world rather than you yeah. know just what what was passed me by other people. Yeah. I you know I've made my own decisions about that and my opinions have very much changed and. and- as that has drawn me towards, uh, you know, other people like like yourself now, I, I have, you know, found myself becoming much more that type of person because that's the kind of person that I, I respect and, and want to be more of myself. Yeah. And look, what I'm saying here, I'm not trying to say, you know, that everyone who ever does a shitty thing needs to be forgiven. I'm not trying it to suggest... It much depends on the severity of the yeah. thing you did. There, there, are, there are a lot of extenuating circumstances, like the harshness of whatever it was you did, whether you were like, okay, you clearly made a shitty joke versus that's clearly a thing you believe, your age, the distance from when it was said. There's a lot of things like that. Yeah. But, like, the example I look at is, uh, for example, I might look at, say, Jim Sterling, who uh, yeah. back in back in his day said some, some proper not-woke things. He, he, yeah. he was very much not a pleasant person at one point in his history, but... um. He has definitely, definitely done a lot of work, and he is now one of the one of the more woke people in you know the entertainment I enjoy. Yeah, you know he's he's learned and grown, and 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 that's the thing. Like he could easily be a product of his environment, which yeah. you know he has discussed, you know, to some degree. But in, instead of that, he has become his own person. He's yeah. learned from the world and grown from it, and decided, you know, I want to be more this kind of person yeah. than the person I was. Well, look, uh, the, the McElroy's a good example of that. They yeah, grew yeah, up, yeah. you know, like Southern Baptist Christians. Well, yeah. and, uh, quite quite a narrow worldview. Yeah. Indeed. If you go back and listen to some early My Brother, My Brother and Me, there is uh, Ooh, yeah. definitely some stuff in there I wince at. Yeah, but, I don't really touch the first hundred. Yeah, but, like, you know, they've done a lot of work since then to very much apologise for things they've done, to really sort of show, show that they're growing. I think it really. I think a lot of the stuff they did with the Adventure Zone, it go like, look, we recognise the harmful things we've done, and we are like, this is what we will do about them in the future. Yeah, addressing their problems, like they've done a, a lot to to regain some goodwill there. Yeah, and like, I think my point I'm trying to get to here is, I think there should be some degree of forgiveness for you know some degree of past shitty behaviour. Yeah, there's a certain degree of you know maybe don't write someone off as a person forever because. You found when they were 12, they wrote a shitty, offensive joke on Facebook, you know? Yeah. 
But, like, equally, I'm not saying... But not even, like, at, at 12. You know, if someone did something stupid at 20... Yeah. And they have learned and grown, and then... I mean, thinking about my own life, I think by t- by twenty seven, I was always a very already a very different person, and then almost you know double that by the time I hit thirty. Yeah, well, like there's a certain degree of say someone's twenty and they make a joke and it you know it goes over poorly and they straight away go, I've taken it down. I'm sorry, I did not realise. I will do to be better. And then time goes by and they don't repeat the fuck up. Maybe go, yeah, we maybe just don't. Use that to burn them at the stake for... Yeah, and that's... You, other... You've used up your... Oh, you're bad now. That's the thing, like, you can see someone improving in life. You'll generally find that things will slip out if a person genuinely still has that kind of... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, thoughts about Here's them. the thing. You can tell the difference, because the difference is someone like, say, PewDiePie, who on a stream casually dropped the N-word. Like, that's... That is an example of someone who clearly, behind closed doors, is doing something that, you know, is so casual they didn't even think about it. Yeah. Like, that's that's not an example of, oh, I'm very sorry. That's, no, you clearly, you know, don't, it's not even a thing to you. Also about, I, I think it's about the way you apologise yeah. for things. It's, it's a line we need to work better out how to walk. Because, like, I think the problem we have right now. Yeah. With, with, uh. Cancel culture, particularly for left-wing people, I think, is that I think to some degree, some of the flipping we've seen of people with, with very lefty beliefs who who have cartwheeled to the right have sometimes been people who've, you know, done a bad thing and tried to apologise and not really been able to. And then the right have gone, oh, it's all right, we understand that you're still all right. And, you know, it can be quite... I can understand how some people, you know... Don't feel feel like you make one apology, can't make up for it. Oh no, I'm 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 done forever being a good person. Ultimately, I hope people want to do good. Yeah. Despite you know what I sometimes look at in the world. Yeah. Should we have that? Hug, Should mate? we have that? Hug? Yeah. Oh, I hope more people can be. Yeah. You know, brought around to being a bit nicer about things. Yeah. Complicated topics. Indeed, indeed. You know, just. Yeah, I want, I want more love in the world, don't we all? Right, shall I uh, pop the kettle on? Yeah, have that cup of tea. Yeah. Laura, me, where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K Buzz, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, <laughs> laurakbuzz.com. Laura K. Buzz on Patreon, that's what pays the bills. Uh-huh. LauraKBuzzStore.com, that is where you can pre-order the audiobook of Uncomfortable Labels, which comes out on July 18th. But, if you want the physical book, that's out now! Uncomfortable Labels, July 18th, it came out. Go go check it out, maybe. Other than that, I've got another book. It's, it's uh, Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. That'll hopefully be out, like, September-ish, maybe? Fingers crossed. Uh-huh. Um... You can find me on My Brother, My Brother and Me, episode 468. You can find... uh, I've written a bunch of stuff for Sci-Fi Fangirls and for The Huffington Post and for a bunch of other places because book launch. Um, If you were at Transpride Brighton, hello, and maybe I saw you there. Mm -hmm. Um... Maybe I saw you there. Yeah. What about you? Where are you on uh, the internet? I'm Maniac Janiac on, uh, on, on, on Twitter and, and YouTube. I'm also Janiac on Twitch, so if you want to come along on Tuesdays and Thursday, although it wasn't this Tuesday because there's a strike on. 
where else am I? Uh, StonedMonkeyRadio.blog, where I recently put up my uh, my thoughts on my hands-on with the, the, the game Ember, which I mentioned earlier, so you can read my full thoughts on that. And I'm also Patreon.com slash StonedMonkeyRadio, where all of my thoughts are gathered together and distributed for a small sum. And thank you very much to my Patreons. I will do a quick thank now. So thank you very much to uh, Liam the Ghost Cat will use ectoplasm. Liam the Ghost Cat will use ectoplasmic power to make the slime season. <laughs> I'm very ready for slime. Uh, thank you to Jay Logan, Conduit Quidness itself, and thank you to Jürgen in the Monster Vainwick Verde, uh, Conduit of Name Butchering. Maybe I butchered it this time. We'll see. Uh, thanks to uh, Robert Rob Beard Harding, and thank you to Tales of Inquiry. Head do a big old breach. Thank you to everyone who supports me on Patreon. There's too many of you to do a reasonable outro, but very much appreciated. I love all thank of you very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, shall I sing us out? Sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Oh well. I love that kazoo has become part of our brand. The the kazoo has become part of the part of everything. (laughs) That that is now the office kazoo. (laughs) The office kazoo. Yes, we must we must make sure we have a kazoo in the office for kazoo based activities. (laughs) Have you uh, got a kazoo? (laughs) You know I do. Got a kazoo. You know I'm kazooing day in day out. Oh, greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet.